0: Welcome into the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and last night the San Franciscos crushed, annihilated, dominated the Dallas Cowboys at Levi Stadium in prime time on Sunday night football. They exposed The Dallas Cowboys for the frauds, the F-R-A-U-D-S, frauds, 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 they are, and we're gonna dive into every single bit as to what happened last night at Levi Stadium from the hours of 5 o'clock to around 8.30, because San Francisco, at this very moment, it's a wonderful, if not the best, victory Monday of the year so far, trouncing the Dallas Cowboys, as San Francisco stands 5-0 on the year, and not just undefeated, but still number one in the NFC West, and still number one in the entire NFL, leading as one of the two remaining undefeated teams in football. Today we're going to dive into what Brock Purdy did, why he belongs in the Elite Quarterback conversation, going to get into George Kittle and how well the San Francisco 49ers defense played last night because, oh my goodness, from kickoff to the the final buzzer, the San Francisco 49ers dominated the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys did not come to play. They looked defeated from the opening kickoff. And Fred Warner, who we'll dive into here as well because the DPOY campaign has begun. But Fred Warner said in his post-game press conference that we can tell from the opening kickoff we were going to win this game, and that's how it felt watching it from the couch at 95-7 the game, or if you were at home. You go into this game, last night, pregame, you want to give the Dallas Cowboys some credit, right? Came in, number one defense in football, only allowing on average 10.25 points a game. Through four weeks, only giving up 41 Total points. The San Francisco 49ers said none of that matters. You can take your number one defense in football and shove it so far up your butt and cry in your cowboy hat as you ride on back to Jerry's World with your with your head in your hat and tears in your eye. San Francisco said that, look, I don't care how well your defense has played, we are going to score more points on you in this game, that being 42, than you've given up all year long. The San Francisco 49ers took it to the Dallas Cowboys last night, advanced to 5 and 0, Brock Purdy advances to 10 and 0 on his young career through the regular season and it started on the very first drive of the game. Again, San Francisco's offense coming in the question was how are they going to scheme for address The Dallas Cowboys' pass rush, how well were they going to try to avoid Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and others on that defense? On the very first drive of the game, led by Brock Purdy, the San Francisco 49ers went 7 plays, 75 yards, took under 4 minutes, 3 minutes and 50 seconds off the clock, and scored 7 points on the Dallas Cowboys' number 1 ranked defense in football. Purdy was 4-for-4, 43 yards, and one touchdown. From the first drive of the game, the Niners had broken the Cowboys' spirits. The Dallas Cowboys said, We'll win the kick. We'll let our defense lead us to victory. We'll let us, our defense, our number one defense, make a statement. We'll show the Niners' offense, look how great we are. San Francisco said, We do not care what your defense is ranked we are going to pass the ball on you at will, run the ball on you at will, and going to put up seven points on the first drive. And our first comment in the chat today, as we live stream on this amazing Victory Monday, October 9th, as we welcome you into Brocktober. We are in Brocktoberfest, folks. Randy Daytona says, we did it, Sterling. Yes, we did, Randy. We are 5 no and took it to the Dallas Cowboys, and honestly... If I can bring you back to my roots as a young child, watching Triple H and Shawn Michaels give everyone the suck it sign in WWE, the Dallas Cowboys, we have two words for you. If you know it, say it with me, suck it. (laughs) Like, uh, this, this game was awesome to watch, From start to finish, complete annihilation. And again, it started from drive number one, seven play, 75 yards. George Kittle gets his first touchdown of the game, instantly putting the Dallas Cowboys on their heels and forcing a Dak Prescott-led offense to have to beat your defense now. At home, with the amazing crowd at Levi Stadium in front of the faithful, this game was awesome. And what does San Francisco's defense do? Because all the talk was, and actually on offense as well, they hadn't played anybody. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Steelers, who weren't very good. The Cardinals, who weren't very good, but happened to beat this same Dallas Cowboys team, weirdly enough. The Rams, like everyone, Nick Wright, Mike Florio, all the national media pundits were saying the Niners haven't played anybody And even during the broadcast in the third quarter, Chris Collins were saying that, you know, maybe we overestimated how good the Dallas Cowboys defense was. No, no, you cannot have it both ways. You cannot hype up Dallas to a point of just the best team in football being awesome, already wanting to crown them NFC champions this year. And then when they get their butts kicked, say, maybe they actually weren't that good. No, no, San Francisco beat statistically the best defense in football, and took it to an offense that even I said coming into this game was frauds. They flashed the stats on the screen saying the Dallas Cowboys offense has scored 31 points a game. No, they had not. Coming into this game, as a team, offense and defense, the Cowboys had scored 31 points a game. The Cowboys offense, led by Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb, They had averaged just 24 points a game, and I predicted the Dallas Cowboys were only going to score 20 in this game, and folks, was I wrong? They only got 10. The Dallas Cowboys offense is fraudulent against this Niners team. We are in their head from the beginning. We saw it dating back to last Sunday when the Cowboys beat the Patriots when a reporter asked Dak Prescott, you know, The Niners team's pretty good. Have you remembered or have you forgotten to move past losing against them come playoff time? And he said, what, are you going to piss me off? You're going to make me angry? Dak Prescott, you're not Bruce Banner, dude. You're not the Hulk. You don't play better under pressure, my friend. You are closer to Kirk Cousins than you are a top five quarterback. When the pressure's on against this Niners defense, you fold like a lawn chair, my friend. In the past three games against the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott has thrown six interceptions and been sacked nine times. That streak continued against the Cowboys last night. Again, from drive one, San Francisco puts up seven points. And what does Niners defense do? Quick three and out. They get a safety blitz. Prescott overthrows two people. They get a punt. The first drive of the game. Here's a comparison. Again, San Francisco, 7 plays, 75 yards, 1 touchdown. 3 minutes and 50 seconds. The Cowboys' first drive, 3 plays, 1 yard, 38 seconds. My goodness, this Dallas Cowboys team was outmatched, outgunned, outschemed all night long. I'm not kidding. (laughs) The Niners in this game, from the get-go... It was as if the Dallas Cowboys never showed up. They had no business being on the field. And the first five drives, I'll show you how quick the the start was for San Francisco. The first five drives of this game, San Francisco, 24 plays, 144 yards, nine first downs, and 14 points, two touchdowns. The Cowboys' first four offensive drives, 10 plays, Eight yards, zero first downs, and one turnover. When I tell you it wasn't close from the get go, when the Dallas Cowboys, who were talked all, you know, Nick Ride and the national media trying to hype them up to a point of, you know, San Francisco gonna have their hands full on Sunday, this was the Cowboys' opportunity to come in and show the world, to prove to themselves and the rest of the country that in prime time, on the road, they can actually win a meaningful football game. And they came in and they left their heart in Dallas, their head in Dallas, and their fight in Dallas. The San Francisco 49ers took it to them from the beginning all the way until really the third quarter when San Francisco played their backups. Sam Darnold, to explain how impressive San Francisco's 5-0 record is, most teams usually don't play their backup quarterback Sam Darnold has got reps in four of the five games San Francisco has played so far. It's almost a guarantee at this point. Sam Darnold, the backup quarterback who is never supposed to play, gets reps. In last night's game, he played basically a full quarter of play. That is how insane, how impressive, just how historical this Niners 5-0 start is. And to give you more detail about this... DVOA, a a more nerd kind of stat, if you're into that kind of stuff, San Francisco's 2023 offense since 1981 is outplaying the Montana years, the Steve Young years, and is ranked 7th all time. Not kidding, 7th all time since 1981, just behind the greatest show on turf, the almost undefeated uh, 2007 Patriots. Like this Niners team right now is cooking with oil. They got the grill going. They out there smoking cigars, having a great time. This win last night was so bad for San Francisco. John Lynch was high-fiving players with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. On the sideline, he came down, was dapping up people. Demetrius Flanagan fouls. He was like, hey, hey, yo, Warner, what's up, my guy? And he was dapping him up, having a good time. It was like San Francisco just said, we'll beat you for three quarters. You can have the fourth. And even then, the Dallas Cowboys couldn't even score on San Francisco's backup players. The backup players. But diving into the actual game itself, um, Brock Purdy was awesome. Awesome in this game. I mean, seven for four or excuse me, seven for twenty-four, two hundred and fifty-two yards, four touchdowns, hundred and forty-four point two pass rating. I believe the highest pass rating you can have is one fifty-two, so only eight points shy of that. Um we talk about the first drive of games and the first drive of the second half. So San Francisco's offense is tasked with scoring on the first drive of the game. What does Brock Purdy do? You have a chance to put the Cowboys on their heels, four for four, 43 yards, and one touchdown. Okay. The second half begins. Cowboys have the ball, go down, score a field goal. They make it 10 to 21. Okay. You want to give them some credit. They're kind of making it a game a little bit. What does Brock Purdy do? Arguably has the greatest drive of his career, question mark, when he goes. Four for four, 83 yards and one touchdown, making it 21, or at that point now 28 to 10, pushing it further out of reach. When Brock Purdy had to put the Dallas Cowboys defense on their heels and then eventually break their spirits and back and make them quit, Brock Purdy as a whole, eight for eight, 126 yards and two touchdowns. I don't want to say he's elite, folks. I don't want to say, you know, all all the skeptics, well, we haven't played anybody yet. Oh, wait till they play a real defense. I heard every single person on Twitter, every media critic, every Dallas Cowboy fan, everyone who wants to discredit Brock Purdy say, wait till they play a real defense like he hasn't already beaten this defense one. But... The detractor said he only put up 19 points. He wasn't good enough then. He barely escaped the Dallas Cowboys defense. Oh, wait till they play this defense. And what did Brock Purdy do? Oh, he put up 42 points on the number one defense in football, a team that even I said, this game might be pretty close. Might be 26 to 20, maybe 27 to 20. This game could be a tight battle to the end, What did Brock Purdy do? He said, I don't care about your stats. I don't care about your your personnel. I don't care about Dan Quinn in the box calling up plays. I am going to slice and dice and surgically cut through your defense. He made Micah Parsons and San Francisco's offensive line The O line deserves a ton of credit tonight or last night. They were phenomenal. Micah Parsons a non-factor in this game under the bright lights at Levi Stadium. Micah Parsons in this game because San Francisco's offensive line played so well, had zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, and just two uh, quarterback hits or uh, or pressures in this game. Micah Parsons was a non-factor in the biggest game of their season, whereas. Nick Bosa had half a sack, had seven pressures last night. But going back to Brock Purdy. (laughs) Uh, Brock Purdy in this game, he was basically perfect. Coming off a game where he goes 20 for 21 against the Cardinals, you go, "Eh, can't get much better than that, right? Has a 95.2 passer rating, the highest in Steve Young in about 1997, I believe. Like, you cannot improve upon that against the Cardinals defense, which is like 16th in football. Brock Purdy said, watch this. And he leveled up last night. If you're worried about, you know, I just haven't seen it yet. Brock Purdy last night, you saw what he can do. You saw him walk into the mouth of madness. Shout out John Carp- Carpenter and Sam Neal. He walked into the mouth of the Dallas Cowboys defense and said, this is my home field. And you are not going to leave until you're broken, you're battered, and you're bruised, and you're going to lose 42 to 0. There were a handful of great plays. Arguably, Brock Purdy's best play of the night didn't even count because on that drive, their first drive in the second half, where he goes 4 for 4, 83 yards and one touchdown. First off, uh, can we talk about the the trick play? They had out there with Chris Berman doing the whoop, whoop. Whoop, the Schwami out there with the reverses to Debo to McCaffrey, back to Purdy, George Kittle touchdown, Shanahan was in his bag all night long, he saw Dan Quinn in the box and said, you're the reason why we lost that Super Bowl in Atlanta, and every time we play you, especially tonight, you are going to feel the wrath that is my excellent and elite play-calling style, he was calling trick plays, and Shanahan was in his bag all night long, but back to that second half, first drive for Brock Purdy in San Francisco, he had, what, a a four, five plays that were elite-level throws, the first one, the fact that on first and 15, Brock Purdy had a perfectly placed ball over Leighton Van Der Esch's arms right into Brandon Ayuk's breadbasket for a massive first down, getting his team a chunk yardage first down. You're like, wow, that was an elite throw over a fairly good linebacker in football. But even if it wasn't a good linebacker, that is a perfectly placed touch ball over the middle of the field. That is the most dangerous place in in football to live the middle of the field, and Brock Purdy continues to be the best quarterback in the intermediate routes and plays in his career so far. That throw over Leighton Van Der Esch was awesome, tipped his fingertips, it was perfectly placed right over him. Then the next play, on third down, Purdy hits a back shoulder towards the left sideline, and then Burford gets called for holding, and I'm sitting there saying like, that was the best throw of the game, and it doesn't even count. So technically on this drive, Purdy was really 5-for-5 five five with the touchdown, but you take away his best throw of the night, and he still has right back to Debo over the middle on 3rd and 14 for a 1st down. Bang. It was like every time there may have been a hiccup, every time there may have been... Uh, a negative outcome on a play for San Francisco. Brock Purdy answered in the biggest moment with a massive chunk play for a first down. And then, of course, to end that drive, what does he do? It's a little floater to George Kittle for his third touchdown of the game. Brock Purdy threw five games so far. And it's weird saying this. Doesn't it feel right saying this? Brock Purdy threw five games so far. Is there any quarterback, just this year, not saying all time, not saying, you know, would you not take this guy with one game to play? Brock Purdy has outplayed Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, to a tag of Iloa. Like, if, if I needed a quarterback at this moment, it would be Mahomes, maybe Brock Purdy. When you are yet to lose and you're playing this well, and I get it, people want to say he's some quarterback. I don't believe that one bit, by the way. But what Brock Purdy has done cannot be understated. If you have a game and you need a game to win right now, Josh Allen's playing too much hero ball. They've lost two games. One of those are his fault entirely against the Jets on opening week of football. Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback, not playing great football as we speak. He's fine. The receivers are not great out there. Travis Kelsey is now hurt. Mahomes is still the unquestionable number one quarterback in football. Jalen Hurts has not played great football so far. He's been okay. They're 5-0. They're kind of needling their way to victories almost every single week. And you have Lamar Jackson, who's okay, just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers this past weekend, the exact same team this Brock Purdy put up 30 points against. I'm telling you, folks, even though Tua Tagovailoa put up 70 against the Broncos, it was the Broncos, and the next week they got got beat by the Bills, only scoring 20 points. Brock Purdy right now is playing like a top-five quarterback, and I can argue, there's an argument to be made, that after beating the number-one defense in football... Is Brock Purdy at this moment playing as number one, number two, number three best quarterback in football? I don't know. There's an argument to be made that Brock Purdy right now is the second best, the number one best quarterback in football just through these five weeks. A whole season to go. I get it. I'm not trying to be a homer. I get football's a long season. Things can change. But as of now what Brock Purdy did last night on the national media national stage under the bright lights, prime time football for the entire country, international fans to see. If you do not believe in Brock Purdy now, you are simply a hater, a hater. Every obstacle you put in his way, he has stepped up and jumped over it with flying colors. He has passed every test so far. At this point, There is no team better than the San Francisco 49ers in football. And I'm not saying book your trip to Vegas now, but through five weeks, if we're crowning a winner, and it's not even close, it is the Brock Purdy-led San Francisco 49ers. He had a couple of bad throws, a couple batted-down balls, one over the middle thrown behind Ayuk. But guess what? When you put up 42 points and can overcome a Chris McCaffrey goal-line fumble and still put up 42 points, Um, nobody cares about those three throws. Flashback three weeks, two weeks against the Rams, right? He missed three big-time throws, and we all said, or many of us said, well, in big games, you have to hit those big-time throws. Brock Purdy, this year, in this game against Dallas, on throws with over 10-plus air yards, 7 for 10, 166 yards, and three touchdowns on passes this season with 10 plus air yards, he, he leads the NFL with a 72.1 completion percentage. So he's great over the middle, he's great deep downfield. he's great in the clutch, and he just had his best game arguably ever against the best defense in football. And yet somehow on Monday morning, there are going to be people who have yet to buy in who are still saying, I just haven't seen it just yet. I think it's about time the Purdy for MVP conversation begins, and I wouldn't be surprised if after this game, he's the front runner. What does the MVP candidacy usually mean? You have to be a top seeded team. Purdy's number one. You have to go to the playoffs. Purdy's going to go to the playoffs this year. And you have to lead one of the best offenses in football, and it's likely a quarterback. What does all of that come together to equal? Oh, it's Brock Purdy. I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not trying to be this insane Niner podcaster, Niner content creator. I'm trying to be honest with you. Brock Purdy in this game did something that we have not seen a quarterback do in San Francisco since Jeff Garcia, and I can argue truly since Steve Young. It's 13 games through his NFL career. He's 10-0 when his regular season starts. 14 games total with three playoff games. And that one playoff game doesn't really count, right? But it is abundantly clear that Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, the way they see football, the way the offense is executed, they are seeing things the exact same way. It's almost like they're twins with the same brain. They have telepathy. Whatever Kyle Shanahan calls, Brock Purdy executes to the nth degree, the finest precision we last night on the post game show on, on 95.7, the game on, on on overtime, I was trying to figure out a a nickname for Brock Purdy. Some said Glock Purdy. That's that one's fine. That's cool. Some were saying, you know, the 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 Broctor doctor was Brock Purdy involved. OK, because he was so surgical last night. Um, my nickname for Jake Moody is Legatron and a texter texted in and said, how about Brock prime? And I said, that's it. The San Francisco 49ers have themselves freaking Transformers on their team. They got Legatron and Brockton prime. And if last night the Dallas Cowboys were Decepticons, my goodness, they sent them back to Cybertron. Melvin McGee, bang, bang, Niner gang, second comment in the chat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bang, bang, Niner gang on a wonderful, a pleasant victory Monday in the Bay. And look. It was Fleet Week this past weekend. There were boats, there was planes in the air. It was Fleet Week, and the Dallas Cowboys got boat raced out there at Levi's Stadium last night. They had no business playing the San Francisco 49ers. And Micah Parsons, great player, probably going to be in the Defensive Player of the Year a conversation towards the end. He had the goal. He had the audacity to say that the San Francisco 49ers were not in a different tier than the Cowboys, after losing by 32 points in the game, that could have been so much worse had San Francisco not pulled their starters at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, Micah, my man, you are the same person that on your podcast via Bleacher Report had said you wanted Brock Purdy to face adversity. Oh, we haven't seen brock purdy face adversity just yet um is number one defense in football not adversity (laughs) so he beat the raiders from behind now beat the number one defense in football this year beat your number two defense in football last year in the playoffs and i hate to say it folks this niners team is better than last season and rick diaz in the chat says there was a great game last night my friend got to take it one week at a time. And you're right. We have Cleveland 10 a.m. on the East Coast this this coming Sunday. You got to go in there and take care of business. Now, no Nick Chubb certainly helps. Deshaun Watson might be still hurt, Have a long way to go. You're right. There's no doubt about this. There's a long 18-week NFL season. But I'll tell you this, Rick, and I think you'll agree with me. This Niners team right now is one-track minded. They have one goal in mind. They are viewing whether it's the Steelers or... The Rams, the Giants in prime time, the Cardinals, the Cowboys in prime time. They are viewing every team on their schedule as an obstacle in their way to their one goal. Last night, very fitting, George Kiel did his NBC Sports postgame press conference in front of the Super Bowl mural they have at Levi Stadium that's this team's goal that is this team's uh, destination they want to prove to the world that they should have been in that game last year and every game that goes by the Dallas Cowboys were supposed to prove themselves and prove to the world last night they weren't frauds San Francisco said you are frauds and we're going to prove to the entire country who doesn't buy into us yet because we don't get the media coverage the Cowboys do we are for real we are big bad and we're ugly and we're gonna come in front of your face spit on you kick on you and we're going to make you feel our physicality there is no team no team in football through five weeks better than this Niners team again the goal is not beating the Cowboys week five it's beating them in the playoffs then beating Philadelphia and who beating whoever's facing them con February This team right now is not focused on Week 5 wins. They're focused on getting towards the end goal. That being Immortality hoisting a 6th Lombardi Trophy. But, beating the Cowboys in Week 5 certainly feels really good. And look, on a game where Brock Purdy arguably had his best outing of the season, if not his career, Chris McCaffrey wasn't great. He had 19 carries, 51 yards, had a touchdown... 14 straight games with a touchdown, one away from the NFL record, mind you. Pretty crazy. But also, McCaffrey fumbled at the goal line. He wasn't perfect, right? On a game where a player, a player like Christian McCaffrey, who came in leading the league in rushing by like 100 yards, was part of the MVP conversation, has his worst game of the season so far. Brock Purdy picks him up. Kittle picks him up. IU picks him up. This defense picks him up. McCaffrey fumbles. Boom. What does Warner do? Peanut punch. Gets the ball back. This defense was awesome last night for San Francisco. This this defense last night had four sacks. What it was, Greenlaw, Warner, Givens, and then Bosa and Armstead combined for one. Warner had... The fumble at the goal line, Givens picked it up. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Kevin's Givens, and he also taketh away. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Rick. You like the show. Really appreciate it. Melvin, the quest for six. Yes, sir. This train does not stop until the ultimate goal is reached. Week five is not the goal. It's the end goal, winning a sixth Lombardi trophy. Back to the defense. Had four sacks. Had four takeaways last night. Again, Warner's punch uh, out on Pollard. Uh, Gibbons recovers it and you're like oh man and that was funny because after the game Lenore put on Twitter he was doing his best messy impersonation trying to miss the football with his legs and you're sitting there saying did they get it did they miss it and Gibbons is like poof I got it don't worry about it guys amazing play by him then later uh and this is a big play here Tashaun Gibson's interception in I believe it was the third quarter with about six minutes and 44 seconds left That was a clear point where San Francisco's winning 28-10 to um, scored a touchdown, and Dak said, I'm done. I quit. It's over. With six minutes and 44 seconds left in the third quarter, down by 18 points, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys gave up. He flung that thing downfield and said, F it. Game over. You can have the football back. I quit. He did not care anymore. They came in. Uh, In their own head, they came in knowing they couldn't beat this team and with about seven minutes left in the third quarter admitted to themselves they were not going to win this game. He flung it up, basically said, I'm punting on second down, had the ball back. Gibson gets his 33rd career interception at, at age 33. Then Warner gets a pick, then Oren Burks gets a pick. I mean, my goodness, this defense was swarming. They were ball hawking, and it made the Dallas Cowboys defense that came in again, number one in football, look like the worst, or the worser, the the, the worser? The more worst defense on the field last night compared to this Niners team. And look, Lenore, Warner, all the defensive players said after the game, they heard the talk of the Dallas Cowboys defense being the best in football. They wanted to prove that was not true and that this Niners defense deserved that title last night. They certainly did that. Fred Warner and Greenlaw playing like Willis and Bowman last night. In fact, last night, Fred Warner became the first Niners player with a sack interception and forced fumble since Navarro Bowman in 2013. The past two weeks, Cardinals and Cowboys, Greenlaw and Warner have combined for 33 tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. We're talking legendary outcomes and play the past two weeks from these guys. There was a play in this game on Greenlaw's sack where Greenlaw's kind of the QB spy, right? Kind of shadowing Dak. And the minute Dak thinks he's going to take off for running, Greenlaw shoots out of the can and then boom... He's already back there, hits him down for a sack. I mean, this team is playing with explosiveness on both sides of the football. It's not even close. Kevin Givens was awesome last night. And when you're getting great play, three pressures from your fourth defensive tackle, you had Hargrave, you had Armstead, you have Kinlaw. Then you got Kevin Givens, who is a depth piece on this team, beating up one of the or one of the best interior offensive lines in football. The Dallas Cowboys came into this game I believe for the first time in 22 weeks, 22 games not having their healthy entire starting offensive line. It was their first time in 22 games having that on Sunday night against San Francisco. What did San Francisco do? Oh, Osa 7 pressures, Jackson a few pressures, Givens a few pressures, four sacks total. It was as if the Dallas Cowboys just said, yeah, I'm not going to try. That all the talk of how great their roster on paper is, this is why you play the games. This is why there's the Niners, maybe the Eagles right here, they're 5-0 undefeated still, then everybody else through just five games this year. Uh, one thing I want to give a shout out to is Deomdoor Lenore, uh, coming into this game, hit a massive task. Dallas Cowboys reporters were saying they were going to target him all game long with Ceedee Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. Lenore and Ethan Mooney Ward locked it down all night long. Ceedee Lamb, a really good receiver, four catches, 49 yards. Lenore was the was the coverage cornerback. On Warner's interception, the Niners' defense stepped up in the biggest way imaginable. Uh, Rick Diaz says he thinks CMC is going to have those touchdowns next week. I wouldn't doubt it. This offense is humming at a point to where. Every single week it's somebody else. It's Ayuk in week one against Pittsburgh. It's Debo against the Rams in week number two. Um, it's it's Debo and it's it's Kittle and, and McCaffrey in week number three against the Giants. Against the Cardinals, it's week it's it's McCaffrey. This week it's Kittle again. This team has so many weapons, and it's funny because the Eagles are a good team, right? The Eagles have one play, the tush push, the brotherly shove, which I hate, by the way, but they have one play that is basically unstoppable. They have one play that it's kind of a cheat code. It is, you can spam it almost every single play and get four or five yards out of it. The Eagles have that one play you point to and say, man, like, you cannot stop that thing. That's how the San Francisco 49ers offense is playing right now. If Philadelphia has the tush push, San Francisco's entire offense is the tush push is the brotherly shove. They're playing that well that they put up 30, 30, 30, 30, and then 42. Like, come on. Like the way this, this team is averaging almost 35 points a game in the off season. I was at training camp and I was on the morning roast Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky. Those are my guys. Um, They had me on and I said, why could this offense not average 35 points a game? Now, again, it's early. It's week five. Um, They're right there. They are right there through five weeks, averaging almost nearly 35 points a game. Incredible as to what they've done so far. But again, back to the defense. Uh, I want to give Steve Wilks a round of applause. He was awesome last night, Steve Wilks, in the booth. And again... There were some question marks as to how he was going to scheme against the Dallas Cowboys. Were were the Cowboys going to force San Francisco into man coverage and try to isolate either Lenore or Isaiah Oliver? Now, there was one drive in this game where the Dallas Cowboys only touchdown scoring drive. They beat Oliver deep. I think we all just said, oh my goodness, like really, really. But they stuck to their guns. And they held this Dallas Cowboys team to one touchdown. One touchdown all night long. Steve Wilks, Demeco Ryans, miss him. Doing great things in Houston. This defense has not missed a beat. All the talk of where are the sacks? Where are the sacks? They were just saving them for this game. Who needs to get sacks against the Cardinals and the Giants? You get it against Dallas. Like, this defense is humming. Steve Wilks has been a great addition to this defense, he has Lenore playing good football. He has a secondary playing great. He has turnovers and takeaways. In fact, to show you how good this defense was last night, Dak Prescott, 14 for 24, 153 yards, one touchdown, three picks, and three sacks. Dak Prescott last night played worse against this defense than Josh Dobbs did two weeks ago. Then Joshua Dobbs, folks... Then Matthew Stafford, that's how bad Dak Prescott was. Tony Pollard, again, one of the best running backs in football. Coming into this week, 12 touches, 64 yards, and one fumble. And yesterday, against the Cowboys, was the second game in a row the San Francisco 49ers defense has held a top-five leading rusher under 60 yards this year. Against the Cardinals, James Conner... 52 yards. Last night, Tony Pollard, 29 yards. In those two games, Week 4, Week 5, San Francisco's point differential is 77-26. to 26. When I say it's not been close, there are certain things you point to and you want to give your opponent credit. You want to give them a chance to come in and maybe... I don't want to say expose your team, but you want to give them the due diligence of, hey, something could happen. The San Francisco 49ers have really not respected their opponents because they've been destroying them by so many points. CeeDee Lamb, four catches, 49 yards. There was a stat put on Twitter last night by Kyle Mattson. He had the point differentials of the Niners, one team through six teams. The Niners lead the NFL in point differential, okay? Lead football in point differential, okay? Then it's the Bills number two. Then I believe it's the Dolphins number three. Could be wrong there. I think it's the Dolphins. Or no, it's, it's Niners, Bills, Cowboys at 50 points, right? The fourth and fifth slots when it comes to point differential. So Niners, Bills, Cowboys, then it's just the Niners in the second half have the fourth highest point differential in football. Then number five is the Niners just in the first half with the fifth best point differential in football, both of those being higher than the Kansas city chiefs. San Francisco is playing complete football. The offense is feeding off the defense and vice versa. And Maybe for the first time in Kyle Shanahan's tenure, um, he has, I don't want to say two complete sides of football, but it feels as if this defense no longer has to hold an opposing offense to 17 or 20 points. They can win games and shootouts for the first time under Kyle Shanahan. This is the best quarterback he's had since MVP Matt Ryan. This team can put up 30 plus points against any defense they saved their best outing for the best defense in football coming into this game and look this is a time now where you want to talk about you know the whole thing of 2019 you're playing the Chiefs oh you can't hang with Mahomes last year against Philadelphia they can't hang with the Eagles I'm telling you right now this Niners offense and their defense can score on anybody and they can stop anybody that's how good they've been I mean, honestly, it almost leaves me dumbfounded at, at, a, at a loss for words as to how good they have been so far. It's incredible. This is the best team, in my opinion, since I've been alive. I'm 26 years old, going on 27 in about, I don't know, one month. This is the best team I've ever seen. And according to my father and other older Niner fans, o- older faithful, this is the best team since the 1994-95 Super Bowl-winning Niners team. They're incredible. Incredible. I mean, it's not even worth going into each play of the game because as an over, it was just like someone took a baseball bat to the side of the Dallas Cowboys and beaten to death over and over and over again. It was like Negan in The Walking Dead just bashing in their heads over and over and over again. It was so bad all night long. Now... If you want to point to one thing, if we're gonna nitpick and say, "Well, I don't like that," I don't like that. Um, Kyle Shanahan's clock management still an issue. You got the ball with like a minute and forty-five left in the first half, and you pass the ball a couple times and don't go forward on third and two. You pass the ball. I don't love that stuff. Then you waste twenty seconds. Then call a timeout. Again. You won by 32 points. I'm nitpicking. If there is one thing, it's Kyle Shanahan's clock management. But my goodness, uh, at this point, who cares? (laughs) Like, why even discuss the negative? George Kittle last night was awesome. Three catches, three touchdowns, 67 yards, the first time in his career, he's caught three touchdown passes. He was playing, you know, he was doing the, the rubber-paper-scissors all night. He was going scissors and paper and rock. He was crushing it all night long. He was the inline tight end. check caught a touchdown last night. And when you're getting juice involved in the offense, you know you're having a good night. San Francisco was awesome last night. And catch this. George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, are they the best quarterback and pass-catching duo when it comes to touchdowns in football right now, check this out. Brock Purdy and George Kittle have now connected on 10 touchdowns since Purdy became the starter in Week 14 last year. That is the most between a quarterback and pass catcher in football since then. You got Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. You got Kelsey and Mahomes. It might be time to put Kittle and Purdy in that conversation just when it comes to touchdowns. My goodness, folks. I cannot say my goodness enough. This team was on a complete path to annihilation of the Dallas Cowboys. TO's in the middle of the field on the star, stomping on it, crushing on it, breaking all the hinges off. This Cowboys star is like, like what is that conversation like? ...today in the film room? Do you just toss it out, throw it away for the Cowboys? What do you say to your team? Oh, you played bad, we weren't good, yada yada yada. Like The Cowboys might as well burn the tape now. There was nothing in this game you can take away from it and say that was good. This is almost like erase it from your brain, your memory. But the issue is, if we have to play them again... They're going to be psyched out thinking they can't win this game, and it's pretty likely that game's going to happen at Levi Stadiums if it is in playoffs later this year. Like, the Dallas Cowboys were in their head, in their brains, in their dreams, in their nightmares. The Niners are the Dallas Cowboys' Freddy Krueger. We are their boogeyman. I mean, we are the Michael Myers, the Jason Voorhees. It's October. It's Halloween time, folks. Start the music. Like we are hunting them down, haunting them, stalking them as they sleep every night. I mean, my goodness. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it almost just—it makes me sit back and just want to appreciate and go. I don't know what to say. I was watching the game last night in the bay in San Francisco, at 95-7 the game, and myself and my co-host Mark Grandy just said, this team is so good. (laughs) Like, there aren't even really words to quantify how good this team is. Um, The Harbaugh era, better than them. The 2019 team, better than them. Last year's team, better than them. I can argue better than every team since the last time they won a Super Bowl when Steve Young put up six touchdowns against the Chargers. like this team is that good, or at least through five weeks, that good. Um, One thing needs to be said, Uh, Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason needs to be this team's number two running back going forward. Elijah Mitchell, I love you. You are a fine running back. But the last time you were actually productive may have been the 2021 divisional round game because in the NFC title game in 2021, you average one yard a carry. Since then, you've been hurt in OTAs, mini camp, training camp, preseason, regular season. I want you to get healthy. I do not want to see you play anymore. I'm sorry, I don't. He's effective when he's healthy. But your best ability is your availability. Jordan Mason last night played 13 snaps, I believe. 13 snaps. Had 69 yards on 10 carries. 6.9. Almost 7 yards a pop. Had an amazing 26-yard touchdown run where he's doing the deuces like Tyreek Hill. I mean, Jordan Mason needs to be a feature in this offense if McCaffrey is lightning let Jordan Mason be your thunder. This team needs a power back. Jordan Mason last night ran through Jake Brendel, knocked him on his ass, and just kept going for five, six, seven more yards. He knocked over his own center and the defender and kept busting down the field. I mean, come on. Kyle, use Jordan Mason, I get. he He's a great special team player. Last night had a great tackle on Rico Daddle. On a return, or excuse me, Turpin on a return. Jordan Mason needs to be a factor on this team. He can give you another element and he can relieve McCaffrey at times. Like, this team, I can argue for as great as they were last night, having not played their starters in the, almost the entire fourth quarter. You give me an entire four quarters of play, whether it's against the Cowboys or against the Cardinals, whatever. And you add in Jordan Mason, who is going to give you an added oomph, a sense of power, physicality in the way he runs. I mean, he runs and looks like Derrick Henry. Now, he's not Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that. But he gives you that kind of physicality of I'm going to run through everybody and give you nearly seven yards of pop last night against the number one defense in football. Kyle, it's time to 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 have Jordan Mason be a featured player in this offense. Not going to be a 20-carry guy. Give him 10 carries a game. They ran the football 40 times last night. Give him 10 carries a game. You can give CMC 22, give him 25 total touches, and give Mason 10 carries and see how it works. This guy can be a factor for you, especially on early morning East Coast games. This is a physical game for San Francisco. They play physical football. You want to give McCaffrey some breaks. There were a time in this game where he got bent backwards and you were like, oh my goodness, McCaffrey, are you okay? He was fine, but you get Mason involved, things can happen for your offense, which is already humming at its best. Why can't it get better and improve? The San Francisco 49ers from the kickoff tonight was awesome. Was just awesome. First drive of the game... Seven plays, 75 yards, one touchdown. Ended up scoring 42 points. And it just wasn't just them. The defense was great. Four sacks, four takeaways. Special teams was great. Jake Moody is 20 for 20 on extra points this year. Nine for nine on field goals. His first game this, this year where he hasn't had to kick a field goal. Mitch Wischnowski had two punts, he had four total, two punts last night at the five of Dallas and the one of the Dallas Cowboys. He's in his bag. I talked about coming into this game that thinking it was going to be closer than it was, that everything needs to be perfect. Everybody has to be on their A game. Kicks have to be great. Purdy has to be great. McCaffrey has to be great. Everything happened. Everyone was on their A-game. They're humming. They're feeding off each other from GM to the head coach to the offensive line to the backup players. They're playing well-run elite football. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see. I never, ever want to hear the Dallas Cowboys put in the same tier as the San Francisco 49ers this year ever again. It's done they're frauds they're fraudulent I I, I don't want to hear it you got boat raced on the road in prime time Dak Prescott is a top 15 quarterback not a top 10 quarterback Tony Pollard a good player not a great player CeeDee Lamb a good receiver not a great receiver Micah Parsons where were you last night buddy no sacks no pressures two quarterback hits who cares a non-factor Demarcus Lawrence not a factor. The only sack the Cowboys had last night was on Jaron Curse, a blitzing safety. A blitzing safety, and it didn't even matter. Didn't even matter. This team is so good. This team is so good. I want to ask you humbly if you like the show, if you leave a like, leave her, if you leave a comment down below. How did you feel watching that beatdown? ...of the Dallas Cowboys last night, let me know down below. Leave a like on the video if you like the content, I really appreciate it. Um, Also, if you're listening on the audio versions of the show, please leave a like, leave a review. I do not care what you put in that review. It can be whatever you want it to be, just give us five stars. It's an easy way to help the show get up higher in the rankings... We're having a great time celebrating five consecutive wins for the 49ers. Want to remind you if you want to go to a game, they just finished a three game homestand. If you want to buy a ticket for the next home game, or you want to go on this next road trip, I believe it's to Minnesota and Cleveland and uh, against the Bengals, you want to go to any of those games, use our promo code 49ers access. 49ers. E-R-S-A-C-C-E-S-S at SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase. Also, use our Fanatics link up above or down below. Buy your Niners merch like this Mitchell and Ness jersey, jersey, whatever you want to call it. You can buy one of those, I believe, at Fanatics.com still and support the show in the meantime. Also, I almost forgot. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is quietly having an awesome game. Can't forget him, right? Brandon Ayuk last night, what do you have? He had four catches, 58 yards. I believe he has 20 of his 21 catches this year have been either a first down or a touchdown. This guy was open with massive chunks of yardage in front of him all night long and huge bubbles on the defense. Can't forget B.A. Have an awesome game. Debo was fine. McCaffrey was fine. This team said we will take mediocre games from our two best offensive players. And Purdy's going to go off. Iyuk's going to go off. Kittle's going to go off. And the offensive line's going to play extremely well. The defense was awesome. Warner for DPOY. Give him the title now. He's been on another planet playing alien-like this year. Again, Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining the show at 10 o'clock in the morning on a victory Monday. Enjoy your week number five win over the Dallas Cowboys. Enjoy rubbing it in your Cowboy fan friends' faces. Console them, but also give them a nudge saying you ain't better than us. You cannot hang with the San Francisco 49ers. My name is Sterling Bennett saying thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Leave a like, leave a review, and until next time, this has been the Forward Eventor Access Podcast, and stay faithful.